the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Oh, yeah, Thursday night. Here we are, live and local. Idala Bertuna and Cammons, 45th and 5th. Arthur Idala here with the one and only Joni Pelzer across from me. Hi, Joni. Hello. I am just so excited to be here with you today. Look at this weather. What's up? It's weird. Yeah, but you're not going to be here tomorrow. I'm going to be here I, live and local. I may be with you. No, tomorrow. no, you're I going out east. Oh, no, you go. Everyone's out east. I want oh, to me. stay. My whole family, <laughs> everyone that I share blood with, is not around. I'm the only one holding down the fort. But you, you are know what? kidding. Where is everybody? They're all out east. But They're I will, all out I, east. Yep. But I'll be honest with you. Your I, mom calls me to I'm tell me so, when she's out east. I am so cool, like like with it. You know why? And I'm so lucky. Um, like I love being here. Like, I know you I, do. I love the work we're doing. I love the people I'm with. And I'm going to tell you about what I'm... Wait, can I tell you something? Uh-oh. I love coming here. Oh, yeah. Well, you think we didn't know that, Joni? You're freaking here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, uh, come on. Help me out here. What's with the love fest going on? Uh, we're sorry, having a love... Sam, Matthew, I know, I know. well, we didn't get to see Matt on Wednesday. We I, went down to I the studio. We got Alex, but well, no Matt. Guess where I'm going to be tomorrow morning at 4 I know at exactly where you're going to be. And I think, are you going to be with Alex or... No, we went by Al Gatulo. Al Gatulo, my Joe favorite. Sibilia. He loves me. I am filling in for has a great beer cast. Giant, let me tell you, I'm fill, Yeah, I know he does. I hope he brings a beer tomorrow. I should tell him that I'm at six see. o'clock That's, in I the morning. A, I got a box in next to me. It's definitely beer in it. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, so yeah, I am hosting the Piscopo in the morning show tomorrow morning. But Sam Bellino, you know where I'm going tonight? Where are you going tonight? Why Luca, Sambolino? Why are you asking Sambolino? Luca and I are going, and I think we're going to be joined by Imran. I, I gave Imran the, the extra ticket, so I don't even know who else is coming. I just know Luca and I are going. We're going to the Barclays Center to see the one and only Fitty Cent. Go, 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 oh, go, oh, go, go, Wait, wait, go, can I tell you what I'm go, drinking? Yeah, go ahead, Joe. I'm drinking a cocktail made by Fitty. Yeah, I'm drinking a glass of, it looks like it's, it's a champagne, champagne a yeah, very exclusive white. champagne with a gorgeous bottle yes. right so, now. Um, I, you know, my our firm represents 50 Cent on a couple of civil matters. And um, we are, uh, they, his team called us up the day before yesterday and said, you know, you want some tickets for the show? 
I've no problem meeting you. I had no idea he was even down playing, but we're going. Uh, it's six of us all together. I really only know me, Luca, and Imran, and then I don't know who else he invited. Um, but I told him he should invite the lawyers who worked on Fiddy's t- uh, case. But I, w- I don't know because I haven't been here um, this morning. Give you a little lawyerly update here. By the way, I, I just... You know, before we come on every day, I, I flip through my apps. Like, if you go right across my phone, it's the Times, the Post, the Wall Street Journal, the, the Daily News. Those are my, my whoop. And I see there's a big sign that says Cafe Milano, table for greed, inside the secret restaurant lair where Joe Biden met Hunter's cronies. And then the paragraph reads Washington, D.C.'s Cafe Milano isn't known for its tasteless food, but it's where power players go for privacy and where Joe Biden reportedly met with oligarchs at Sun Hunter's request. Well, pretty sure I said this on the air, but um, the first weekend in June of this year was my wife Marianne's 25th uh, reunion from Georgetown University, and it was an exquisite event. And um, Cafe Milano was there 25 years ago, the restaurant of which they are talking about in today's paper where Biden met the oligarchs at Hunter's request, allegedly. Um, When we were there, myself, Marianne, Luca, and Ariana, in the middle of our meal, actually towards, yeah, I guess in the middle of our meal, all of a sudden I saw like one Secret Service agent pop up. I was like, oh, there must be like a congressman coming who's like, you know, a high-ranking congressman, like McCarthy or someone. and then I see another one, and I see another one. I'm like, well, maybe like Schumer's coming, and another one, and then another one. So I asked the waiter, I'm like, who's, I go, who's coming here? And he goes, I'm not allowed to tell you. And then all of a sudden, like, they start hanging drapes around, and I'm like, what is going on? And then, they, I mean, it's clear that the Cafe Milano has, that this is not their first rodeo, that they've done this before, uh, I've handled this before. And then all of a sudden, boom, the, all the four vehicles, six vehicles, whatever. I, I mean, we only kind of could see one or two. Start pulling up. And now I'm with my six-year-old son. And so I stand up to kind of look. And one of the Secret Service guys was really cool. And he said, uh, he goes, come up, come come closer, come closer. And sure enough, in walks President Joe Biden. And, of course, you know, I said, I said, President, thank you very much. Now I know, like, 90% of the people who are listening to the Salem Nation broadcast network are like, why would you say thank you? Because that's just who I am, Okay. He's the president of the United States. If it was Donald Trump, I would have said the same thing and pissed off the other half of the world. Um, I, you know what's so funny? And I want to talk to you before we run out of time. We have two great guests. We have um, we have Michael, who is um, running for um, the congressional seat. Michael Sapricone. Um, he's running for Congress in George Santos' seat. And then we have Chief Michael Kemper on um, from the NYPD. And we'll have a couple of laughs with him. He's just a regular good guy. But, um, okay, so now I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, I know what I wanted to tell you. So, uh, you know, if I said thank you to Trump, I'd piss half the world off. I said thank you to Biden, I'd piss the other half of the world off. The other day I was talking to you, I, I was mentioning about Anthony Weiner. You know, when I talked to him and and people, you know, on the left side of the aisle, like they look at me, it's like I'm a right-wing nut. And then when I, t- when I talk to people right here in the office who have very strong political views on the other side of the aisle, they think of me as like some woke freak. Um, I think that's great. Like, because I don't, I don't want to be labeled. I don't want to be known as, oh, he's a, this guy or he's a, that guy on certain issues. I'm falling one way on other issues. I'm falling the other way. You know what I base it on? I don't know. Evidence, facts, 
um, people's opinion, who I trust, who I believe in, my own values, my own morals. But, you know, I'm happy that I don't fit into some kind of a, a, a label. Um, so before we run out of time, um, I wanted to talk about um, what I did today. I was at the Southern District of New York with Judge Leventhal and our co-counsel, two excellent, excellent lawyers. And we went in for a meeting with a high-ranking supervisor there and the two assistant United States attorneys who we've been dealing with. So we've been dealing with two younger assistant United States attorneys on this one particular case since 2000, October of 2000. So we are just about to hit our three-year anniversary on a case that shouldn't take this long, but because of COVID and it's a complicated financial fraud crime um, kind of case. Really complicated. Uh, where they're going to have to be experts and financial experts involved, and it was basically um, it was it was a, a good day, in my opinion, for our justice system. And I, I, you know, I don't necessarily agree that the whole thing with Trump is a good day. But when I talk to people on one side of the aisle, they think it's a great day for our justice system. On the other side of the aisle, they think it's a horrible day. I'm somewhere down the middle. Um, certain aspects of it I think are good other aspects of it I think aren't good um, but the supervisor who we met with was a very reasonable woman I remembered her name rang a bell as I was literally walking into the building and I've dealt with her on a case before and she was reasonable on that case and that's really all we could ask for on both sides of the the aisle of, of the courthouse although it's interesting in state court typically the prosecution's on one side, which is closer to the jury, and the defense is like right next to them on the other side of them. So it's like jury box, prosecutor's table, and the defense table. In federal court, often it's the judge is in the front, then the prosecutor's table is right in front of the judge's table, and then the defense table is behind the prosecutor's table. But here we were in a conference room in the Southern District of New York. And we were allowed to basically, you know, speak for speak our mind about why we just thought that the young assistants offers were just way too high on this particular case. And we got into the law a little bit. We got into the numbers a little bit about why we think the numbers should be lower if our clients are going to accept a plea. And it is the type of case where it should be resolved with a plea, not a trial. Um, And it was just. It was great. First of all, anytime you're in the Southern District of New York, it's special because they call it the mother court. So it's like the big court of uh, the United States of America when it comes to the trial level courts. Um, And then to be able to meet with a supervisor who really cared. She clearly was listening to us, taking a lot of notes. Um, And, you know, she didn't give us what we wanted. She did not give us what we wanted either. She just said, look, I heard you. I understand. I think what you're saying is reasonable. It's you're not over asking, but you know we do have some differences of opinion. It's by people who whose opinion I honor and respect, and we'll get back to you. And that's how the sausage is made, folks. Speaking of how sausage is made, you got to listen to the end of the show when I am going to tell you the insane menu we had made by Judge Pesci and his bride Christina last night in honor of my dad's birthday. I mean, it's. It's nuts. It's 20 things, I think, on there. All right, we're going to come back with Michael Sapricone, who is uh, running for Congress, and then Chief Kemper. We're going to have a great show on a Thursday night. And then I'm going to see Fitty Set.
Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. On Monday, August the 14th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. here on AM 970 The Answer, the Arthur Idala Power Hour will be broadcasting live from Pershing Square Terrace right in the heart of Grand Central for a show you won't want to miss. I will be joined by members of the Midtown Business Improvement District Coalition, a partnership of business improvement districts made up of the Times Square Alliance, Grand Central Partnership, Garment District Alliance, Madison Avenue Bid, East Midtown Partnership, Fifth Avenue Bid, and the Hudson Yards Hell's Kitchen Alliance. That group came together in 2022 to start advocating for safer streets and solutions to address quality of life issues here in our city. Hear about how these bids are working together to advocate for these common goals and high Highlight the triumphs and growth of Midtown's business community. From food and drink and shopping to building and real estate, nothing is off the table when the Midtown Bid Coalition comes together on the Arthur Idala Power Hour on August the 14th from 6 to 8 p.m. Attention taxpayers, ready for some bad news? With $80 billion in new funding from Congress, the IRS has launched their most aggressive hiring campaign ever to ramp up enforcement. If you're ignoring your taxes, don't delay another minute because your paycheck, your bank account, even your home or business could already be at risk. Now, here's the good news. Optima Tax Relief, America's number one tax relief firm, can get to work immediately, helping to protect you from the IRS. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, their tax attorneys and licensed professionals are experts at resolving tax problems. Let them help determine if you qualify for the Fresh Start Initiative or other powerful IRS tax assistance programs. Take control. Call Optima tax relief now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Is your husband or wife in a hospital or rehab center? Are people telling you that they are not eligible for Medicaid? The cost of a nursing home is $500 a day, $15,000 a month. Are you frightened about bankruptcy? just to pay the medical and facility bills? Don't panic. Just call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. These attorneys have been doing this for 40 years. They've helped hundreds of people just like you with the same thing that you could be going through. They'll tell you exactly what you're eligible for, and they'll also help you devise a plan to avoid such dire news as bankruptcy. Call Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer. That's 718-238-6500. With offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island, it's never too late. The time to act is now, so don't wait and call Connors and Sullivan today, 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. And trust me, folks, after you speak with them, you'll be glad that you did.
Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart or Odyssey.com. Little tears for fears here, Sam Molino. Yeah, change. There we go. Oh, change. Look at Sam Molino. He's always like tying things in together. Well, that that does tie things in for our next guest, who um, he's looking for change. And I have a feeling a lot of constituents, uh, not only in the district where he's running, is looking for change, but maybe literally in the entire country uh, are looking for change because uh, Mike Sapriconi is uh, the candidate for New York Congress's 3rd Congressional District. And for those of you that it does not ring a bell, that is where Congressman George Santos is currently seated and serving. And um, that guy is way out there if, if what everything is they're writing about him is true and he's under indictment. It's an absolute mess. So let's talk to, uh, at the very least, the, one of the people who is going to be a candidate for that seat. Um, Michael Sepraconi. Michael, we don't even know when you would be running for that seat, correct? Correct, Arthur. Thanks so much for having me. And you know, we don't, everything is, is kind of in Santos's hands right now. We don't know if this is going to be a special election, uh, if it's going to be a primary, if it's going to be part of the general election in November, or part of the presidential election in November of 24. So very interesting to see how this plays out. Um, so... Just refresh everyone's recollection where George Santos stands right now. He is under indictment. And um, what is his status within Congress? Has he been censured or anything like that? Is he on double secret probation? Well, it appears he's done nothing. It's been very slow moving in many ways. I mean, if I was sitting in Congress right now, I'd be looking for the ethics committee to expel him. And I don't understand why it's taking so long for this to happen. So Santos is basically just a no-show. I mean, we elected him in, in Congressional District 3 in, in Long Island and Queens back in November of 22. And, I mean, we see him on TV. We read about him in the papers. We hear him on the radio. But that's talking about him and all his issues and his problems. It's not talking about what he's doing for the people who elected him. So he's been missing in action since November. If a person in that district needs some help with the basic things, from a passport to Medicare or Social Security, they have no place to turn. Santos isn't there for them. And that's, you know, that is absolutely, it, it's horrible. I mean, I was listening to uh, another radio host talking about the public advocate here in the in the city of New York and saying when you call his office, um, nobody answers the phone. There's nothing there. And these are the people who, you know, have elected you. And in the city, it's even worse because there's matching funds. So it's, it's uh, you know, our taxpayers' money. So um, Tell us why. First of all, Mike, just tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, I know who you are and I know your background, but I am giving you the microphone and, and you brag about yourself, Michael. Well, thank you, Arthur. First of all, I'm a retired NYPD detective. I did 20 years in the NYPD. I'm retired now 23 years. And back then I started a company, Squad Security, which I just recently sold. And I I employ over 600 active and retired police officers throughout the country. I have offices in L.A., in Toronto, uh, Vancouver, Chicago, New York, and also in the U.K. So I've done that for the last 30-something years. Uh, 
you know, I look at myself as a person who's learned a lot from being a member of the NYPD. And actually, I was in the police department in the 90s during the era of Braddon and Giuliani when we created, we had so much crime, they were able to de-escalate it and bring crime back to normal proportions. And right now, we're in a situation where all we do is read about crime, author. Every time you get on listen to the radio, someone's talking about it, you open your newspaper, you watch television, there's a crime here, there's a crime there, people are afraid to go in the subways. I'm certainly not saying we're back to the way we were in the 90s, but if we don't start straightening it out and giving law enforcement what they need and the tools, we should be funding them more, not thinking about defunding them. We're well, gonna be I, let me just say something. It's, it's refreshing, Michael, this is what, what's refreshing. It's refreshing for you to say we're certainly not where we were in the 80s and 90s, because a lot of people, especially entertainers, as they call them on the radio, other radio hosts who are entertainers, they're not, you're a professional in the world of law enforcement. I consider I'm a professional in the world of law enforcement, even though I'm on the other side of law enforcement, I deal with it every day. Um, and, you know, to get people excited or sell newspapers or get more listeners to their to show, um, people say, oh, it's worse than it was in the 80s and 90s. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? So, You're Michael, right. I want to congratulate you for being so straightforward. Well, and that, that's something we're lacking in, 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 our, in our leaders sometimes. They're not straightforward, okay? They're far to the left, far to the right. No one's looking at common sense and dealing with what the constituents need, the people who elect us. They're not really worried about their their needs. They're worried about their own agendas and moving their careers forward. It's about time we start listening to people, understanding what people's needs are. You can't solve every problem, but if you listen and you move forward and you take an action towards that problem, you can help solve those problems. I learned that in my many years in business dealing with clients and being able to bring best practices to the table and talk to different clients and say, hey, your company runs really good, but you lack this. You know, but this other client of mine does this really well. We should talk about this. We should move forward with something like that. And and running things like a business has helped me throughout my whole career and understanding the way people are and listening to people. So I'm really looking forward to getting in there and being able to say, what are your problems? We can't solve every problem, but how can we pick away at them little by little and make them better things? I think we lack that now. No one's asking us what do we care about. Everybody's worried about their own stuff and what's going on. Let's indict this one. Let's arrest that one. Let's find this guy's computer. We need to talk about the people who elected us and what their needs are. Well, let me tell you something, Michael. I am so excited that someone of your caliber and integrity and, uh, you know, just and I, I know you, your leadership abilities um, is someone who maybe put their butt in that seat because, um, look, we're new, in New York. Look what's going on with the migrant crisis right now. Look what's going on. We, we need uh, money big time, big time from the feds, uh, and we need the leadership of Congress and Senate. I mean, why, uh, why Chuck Schumer, who is, you know, I don't know, the third most powerful guy in, in the, the country, how come he hasn't stepped in and cut us a huge check? I don't know. But when you don't even have someone, a congressman, like who's in George Santos' seat, and let's hope uh, someone of the caliber of Michael Sapraconi will be filling that seat sooner than later, advocating for us, it's an absolute disgrace. Well, I agree with you, Arthur. I mean, we need to – look, listen, we're all immigrants at some point in our lives, right, and from our generations of family. But it's not about immigration. It's about the border. It's about vetting the people who come here. 
we, we, there's no problem with people coming to our country. We've always been an open country, and we need to control our borders. So when the Biden administration is not doing that, we need to vet our people. We need to make sure they're coming in safely for their own benefit and for our benefit as our country. I mean, we're bringing in fentanyl. It, it, it's the leading killer between the ages of 18 and 45. It, it's, it's absurd. We need to protect ourselves. We need to protect our borders. We need to work through the problems that the liberal and far left are, are creating. It's common sense. It's simple stuff. This isn't really hard to do. You look at what's going on by the Roosevelt Hotel in Manhattan. We don't even have any place to put them. And pretty much Biden's pretty much said, that's your problem, guys. Well, it's a problem the federal government has created. And they can't just dump it on every state and every city and every suburb. We need to step up. We need to figure out a plan. And we need to work together to make this better. Listen, Mike, that's great. Um, Let me ask something. In the unique position that you're in, which is you don't know when there is an actual election. Like, what are you doing? Are you having fundraisers? Are there any debates that are scheduling? Are you going to door to door? Like, what's what's how how do you run for an office when you don't know when you're running? That's a great plug. for uh, Remember, Mike Saperconi, uh, Congress uh, dot com. So you can always look us up on the website. And we, we need to we need to start putting fundraisers together. and We're doing that. But the odd thing is. Everything's in Santos's hands, so we don't know. I mean, this, if he was to step down today or tomorrow, there would be a special election within 60 to 70 days. Okay? The governor would choose an election. Okay. And right. the Democratic Party and the chair of the Republican Party would then choose a candidate. I'm vying for that to be chosen by the chairman of the GOP in Nassau County to run for that spot. But if that doesn't happen and we wind up going into next year— Right now, there's, there's four people in the race right now. Two gentlemen from Queens, I think myself and another man from here. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Santos, okay? So there's five people on the GOP side who will probably go into a primary to be chosen to run in the November 24 election, which is the presidential election. Difficult election here in Nassau County uh, for us. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Wait, but did you say, not- Mike, did you say a difficult election? I think in a presidential year, I think it will be a difficult election in Nassau County. Okay. I think it will be make it more complicated uh, if this thing sits out until November of 24. Uh, you know, Nassau County hasn't done well over the last two presidential elections on the Republican side. You know, the, uh, the Democrats have, have led that county uh, for president. So I think it'll be difficult. It's, I think it will be interesting. I think it needs to take a lot of work. What I'm trying to do now is get my name out there. I'm trying to raise some money to show I'm a viable candidate. I'm trying to get my message across, and that's public safety, economics. We have to look at those things, and we have to improve upon them. And hey, Michael, give us con- a, give, before I run out of time, give us your website one more time. MikeSapriconiForCongress.com. MikeSapriconiForCongress.com. Arthur, thank you so much for having me. All right. The pleasure is all mine. Mike Sapriconi is a NYPD, former NYPD first-grade detective. Looking to take over the seat of George Santos, wherever he winds up. I don't know where he's going to wind up. Um, only, I don't know, only the gods know at this point. But uh, I, we appreciate Michael coming on and getting to know him a little bit. And we may know, we may hear a lot more about Michael Sapriconi when we find out when there's actually an election in the 3rd Congressional District in Nassau County. All right, folks, it's a uh, time for a quick little break. Don't go away. We're going to have the chief of transit of the NYPD. Let's find out what's really going on in crime in the subways. We'll be right back. And the seed may burn. I'm learning to fly. 
Increase your investment knowledge in a unique way this year. Join us on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise along with The Money Show. Visit EagleFinancialCruise.com for details and to secure your cabin. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. As a local business owner, you get called every week by marketing companies. We get it. We have hundreds of satisfied customers. Here's what a satisfied client recently said. Open enrollment is going great. We're hitting record numbers. Thank you so much for this report. It really is amazing to see how the marketing is really shaping our enrollment around the city. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Summer isn't over yet, and Bay Ridge Honda is turning up the heat by saving you $1,500. You heard that right, $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. They've been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. They are your Honda dealer serving the five boroughs. Browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealer. Right now, get 0% APR financing and 0% down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, you'll receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your new vehicle with them. Even if you don't buy a vehicle from them, they will buy your vehicle from you. Visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. This deal ends August 30th, 2023. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom. You've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College for some time now. Well, Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And I'd like to offer congratulations to the first graduating cohort of nursing students. This first cohort began with 20 students and 18 successfully completed the program. What an accomplishment. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's an incredible experience. For additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or their School of Allied Health, email info at plazacollege.edu. Info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. All aboard! 
We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. What's going on? Yeah, why not? I mean, you don't talk about subways, right? Well, we got the chief. We got the chief of all chiefs. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble with some of the other chiefs by saying that. What's happening, Chief Kemper? It's Arthur Idala. Arthur, some intro, some intro. Let's keep the Aussie going. Good stuff. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I heard, I, look, I was on three different trains today. I heard I'm going to get in trouble, um, or I, I have to watch myself because I heard there's some rumor out there that you're going on vacation for a couple of days. <laughs> well, I'm taking a couple of days off uh, next week. Next week sometime. Does that, yep. Does, yep. That, does that mean the whole city is going to come to a grinding halt or what? Listen, I hope not. But uh, you got your ear to the ground. You got a CI around you. I think I know who it is. Yeah, there you go. Let me ask you something, Chief Kemper. When, you know, you, you guys just had a big change at the top. And if you could just give our listeners a little insight into what that's like, does that have... And, you know, you can start from the bottom up, from, the, you know, the PAAs and then and the regular uh, guys in the RMPs. Um, you know, when you get a new when you when you get a new police commissioner, how much of an effect does it have on the whole department? And are there policy changes? Do people get fired? Do people get moved? Tell tell the, the listeners what it's like to have a new police commissioner. Yeah, listen, you get a new police commissioner. It's a big deal. Uh, you know, Commissioner Caban. Uh, is our new uh, police commissioner uh, replacing Commissioner Sewell? Um, you know, Caban, Commissioner Caban is a, a good man, a right man for the job. Someone I know uh, for a very, very long time, and someone who's going to, you know, do excellent. Who's got thirty plus years of experience, uh, you know, in the police department. But yeah, I mean, he's going to want to build his uh, his team, his leadership team. He's got every right to do that, um, and uh, that's what's uh, going on right now. He's in the process of. Uh, building the team the way he wants to structure it and the way he wants it. And listen, the ultimate goal is to build that team and have success by driving crime down and making New York city as safe as we can. So that's the ultimate goal. Is there, um, you know, there are any like immediate policy changes or things kind of just, you know, happen slowly. Well, he, he just, you know, he just was named police commissioner, I think maybe a, a couple of weeks now. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are going to be, uh, you know, some different uh, policy changes, as is norm, as is norm with, uh, you know, with any new police commissioner or any new administration. So this is nothing to be uh, uh, concerned about. This is nothing unusual. This is the normal course of business and certainly normal for the NYPD. And um, all right, let, let's let me switch bases, switch gears. And even though, you know, you're a below ground kind of guy, chief, when I see you, you're always above ground and, and you know, you. You're pretty wired in here. What's uh, my office is down the block from the Roosevelt Hotel. What's going on, you know, with the the migrant crisis? I mean, I see there like it looks like there are community fairs, police officers, not your typical, uh, as you call them, like beat cop. Uh, you know, basically interacting with uh, the the migrant community that's been forming on Forty Fifth Street in Vanderbilt. Um, Chief Kemper, tell us a little bit about what you know about how the NYPD is handling this crisis. Well, as far as, you know, above ground on the street, uh, you know, 
I'm, I'm the, you know, I, I work in a transit bureau, so we're, we're more, more below ground. Um, we, listen, we do have migrants uh, that do frequent uh, the subway system. Um, but as far as policing in and around the Roosevelt Hotel, that's not under my... I know, Mike, but you know everything that's going on. Come on, stop it. I would refer you to a guy named Chief John Shell. He's the chief of patrol. <laughs> um, he's a decent guy. I think you yeah, might know yeah. Yeah, yeah, I heard of I heard of him once or twice. So since uh, since you're ducking, you know, you mentioned though that uh, the the migrants, you know, maybe riding the subway system, is that accurate? I mean, do, do they get metro cards? Are they allowed? To, you know, I, I have no idea. Of I course. certainly haven't seen any. Of course, they're allowed to use the subway system. No, 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 but I, it's not that. I mean, are we giving them? Are we? I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like. They don't seem like they're rolling in cash. Uh, let me be obvious about something. And I don't even know where they're going. I mean, just so you know, Mike, I, I walk by that hotel, and they're outside, and they're not doing anything wrong. They look like they're bored out of their mind, if you want to know the truth. Um, all of them have phones, so they're all sitting there, I don't know, playing some sort of a game. Uh, or, you know, they're, they're on their gadgets doing something. I was just wondering, and I'm like, well, where would they be? I mean, where would they be taking the subway to? I mean, they're... Legally, they're not allowed to work, um, but I don't see any any issue on the subways regarding the migrant crisis. Well, 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 well listen, they they can go from point A to B as uh, as anyone can. As far as how they're paying, for, I can't answer how they get in the phones or anything like that. But as far as you know, like a visual effect, and some of your listeners uh, will uh, agree with what I'm about to say. How we. Uh, see them, if you will, in the subway system usually uh, is vending. And you see a lot of uh, uh, the migrants vending food, you know, food products, whether it's uh, chocolates or candies. Papayas. What about the papayas? Papayas, you Mango. name it. Whatever. And, and you know, they, they are uh, walking around mezzanine areas in certain subway stations, uh, you know, vending their food, trying to make a few bucks. So really that's our uh, interactions with them in the subway system. Well, I have no issues with that whatsoever. Um, you know, the people trying to make a living, that's great. Uh, look, Mike, I, I was with your guys, you know, when I say your guys, but, you know, police officers on, on the platform yesterday and the day before. And you know, I always make a little detour to go over to them and just i just spend i don't know 15 seconds saying hey man thank you i appreciate what you do i'm like i ride these things all the time and you know you guys make it a much better place I, you know everyone says i'm kind of in the bag for you guys <laughs> when you know people criticize me on the show but i'm sure. honestly seeing a difference i mean i i i'm in you know where i live i'm in bay ridge i get on the r train i go to 36th street i switch over uh to the b or the d or if i'm going to the brooklyn courts i just stay on the r train the whole time and not only have i seen like less shady people less people who made me feel uncomfortable and i know this is not your purview but i've definitely seen a lot less rats and i'm being very serious i mean a year ago they there were rats everywhere on the well, subway if, on the tracks. If, if the rat issue is improving, uh, that's all. Uh, we're going to take credit for that. So uh, <laughs> we're going to take. Uh, we're taking credit for anything good. But keep going, keep going. No, I'm, I'm. I'm being. Look, I'm being very sincere. Now I know I ride on lines like I do the four and the five, the B and the D, whether it's to, to the office or go to Yankee Stadium. Um, the R and the N, these are relatively good lines. Like, you know, there are other lines that go through some rough, rougher neighborhoods. Um, so I, I, I just don't know if you can, before we go, 
and before you disappear on your little vacation, um, tell me how do you want to how do you want to end off this segment? Give me some good news. Uh, good news is crime is down, uh, you know, and, and, and it's been trending downward this entire year in the subway system. You know, crime is down, uh, you know, 54 less crime victims this year versus last year. We're down in robberies, you know, over 10 percent this year versus last year. When comparing versus uh, pre-pandemic versus 2019, we're down 6 percent uh, enforcement is up dramatically. The men and women are cops, Arthur. Our cops are performing exceptionally. Just, you know, just a few hours ago, overnight in uh, uh, in Manhattan, uh, they grabbed a guy uh, acting unruly. Uh, he had a switchblade knife on him. He also had a loaded uh, firearm on him. You know, you know, so far this year, I mean, arrests are up. Enforcement is up. Crime is down. And listen, it's it's kind of interesting also, like people are uh, you know, ribbing you and digging you for saying hello to the police and supporting the police. Could you imagine? Shame on them. You know, shame on them for. Uh, well, they, you know, they say honestly, Mike, they say I'm not critical enough of uh, the NYPD. I'm not critical enough of the Adams administration. And, you know, I'm too much looking at the glass half full. Well, listen, you, you've asked me some tough questions and, and, and uh you know, and you ducked them. You didn't answer them. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. So let, let me wait. I, one more question before I go. So you usually come on on Thursdays. You think we could get that shell guy to come on next week? Can he? Can he? Uh, you know, fill in for you or what? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he's all right. You, I don't know. There's got to be some sort of libation involved. I was told. So I got to like, figure that part out. John Shell's like the B team. You, you know, like he's like. Uh, <laughs> oh God! I hope he's not listening. All right, Mike. Just for the listeners, we're all buddies. Everyone, everyone here is, is all very good-hearted uh, humor and, and ribbing. Well, wherever you're going, I hope you have a great time. I don't know if you're able to do what I like to do when I go away on my vacation, and I'm, I'm dead serious. I turn off my phone. I turn off all communication, and I say, "Listen, I'm I'm going to take actually a whole week and just be with my family and and forget the world." So I'm not sure if you're in that position, but I hope you get a little downtime. Yeah, let me just jump on that, too. So, listen, Chief Shell, John Shell is a good, good man, and we are only joking. Um, Listen, my phone's on, and this is just the life I live, the job I have. And uh, at the end of the day, I wouldn't trade it for any other job. But I appreciate your kind words, Arthur, always. All right, Chief Kemper, keep going, man. By by December, I want to hear that there's no crime in the subway at all anymore. So get some R&R because you're going to need it. Once September comes, we're going to go take it into the next gear. That's NYPD Chief of Transit, Michael Kemper. He's a real good guy. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back. And you're going to, you have to stay tuned because I am going to tell you the menu that I had last night at Judge Mike Pesci's house. It is going to blow your mind. Dennis Prager here. Join us in Israel this fall. Soon, time will run out, and then you'll regret you didn't go, I promise. Mike Gallagher and I are headed back to Israel in October with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to stand with Israel. That's the name of the tour. We'll be visiting amazing places in the Holy Land designed to encourage and captivate you at every turn. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. In Israel, we'll explore some of the most fascinating sites from religious and political history. We'll walk on the street 
streets of Jerusalem, sail the Sea of Galilee, float in the Dead Sea. In fact, you could even sit in the Dead Sea with all its healing and rejuvenating effects and visit the Western Wall, a spiritual experience you will always remember deeply, fondly. Our expert guides will help explain the significance of every site, and our food and accommodations are specifically designed with you in mind. No other trip will be like the Stand with Israel tour. Sign up today to travel with Mike Gallagher and me this October. Call 855-565-5519 or just visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. On Monday, August the 14th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. here on AM 970 The Answer, the Arthur Idala Power Hour will be broadcasting live from Pershing Square Terrace right in the heart of Grand Central for a show you won't want to miss. I will be joined by members of the Midtown Business Improvement District Coalition, a partnership of business improvement districts made up of the Times Square Alliance, Grand Central Partnership, Garment District Alliance, Madison Avenue Bid, East Midtown Partnership, Fifth Avenue Bid, and the Hudson Yards Hell's Kitchen Alliance. That group came together in 2022 to start advocating for safer streets and solutions to address quality of life issues here in our city. Hear about how these bids are working together to advocate for these common goals and highlight the triumphs and growth of Midtown's business community. From food and drink and shopping to building and real estate, nothing is off the table when the Midtown Bid Coalition comes together on the Arthur Idala Power Hour on August the 14th from 6 to 8 p.m. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. I love this song. Thursday night. This reminds me of my grandfather, Artie Idala, because he was a pretty cool cat. And my parents did not play this music. My parents just played like the standards. My mom did the whole Sinatra and Jerry Vale thing. My dad did the big band thing. Glenn Miller and uh, Tommy Dorsey and Artie Shaw. But when I was going to call my grandfather, the boxing judge, Artie Idala, he would actually put on, it was probably WABC FAM, which was talk radio in the 70s. And I remember this song. I remember this specific song being like, oh, wow. Because oh, when I was in the car with my father, he would always reach over, reach over to the radio and be like, let's see what's going on in the world. And he put it on 1010 Wins. So there was no real music in the car. It was either 1010 Wins or when we first had a car with a tape recorder, a tape player, he would put on Berlitz tapes that would taught me how to speak Italian, so I really can't complain. Or we would listen to the old-time radio shows like Baby Snooks and Henry Aldridge and the Bickersons and... Uh, the Shadow with a Lone Ranger, Suspense. But my grandfather, who was 30 years older than my dad, was playing this kind of stuff. And I specifically remember this song. And the reason why Sam Bellino is playing it is because Elton John played the first of 10 sold-out nights at Madison Square Gardens at Madison Square Garden in 1976. The $1.25 million generated from the shows broke the record set by the very one and only Rolling Stones, in 1975, but Joan, give me an idea where we are with money in, t- in, in uh, big shows like this today. Taylor Swift, the heiress tour, you know, she just gave out $55 million to her staff, like the truck drivers and everybody involved, and her tour is exceeding the billion mark by the so time 55, it's done. $55 million for her literally is probably is it one drop show. In the well, it's probably like one show. Probably what she makes on a show. Crazy, though, isn't it? Wild. So I'm going to tell you what was crazy. 
What was crazy was this last night. So my dad turned my dad turned eighty five on June the twenty eighth, and we had a little get together for him. And Judge Mike Pesci, who's a regular listener to this show, said, "As a present, I want to uh, make your dad a dinner." And my other friend Paul Carlucci gave my father a very, very, very special bottle of red wine. So we combined the dinner to the red wine, and we got together, and it was just my dad and I. Uh, his two grandsons, his two older grandsons, little Arthur, six-year-old Arthur wasn't there. It was uh, Nicholas, who's 19, Nicholas Bambina, and and Luca Idala, um, Judge Pesci, his bride, Christina Pesci, and um, our dear friend, the former United States Marshal of the Southern District, Giuseppe Guccione. So this is the menu. First, number one, Garciofi alla Giuda, which is for the artichokes from the Jewish ghetto of Rome. He fried those up right in front of us and handed them to us. Delicious. Every one of these was served as his own course. Number two, it was a scallion cocktail. It was just some sort of a special scallion that Judge Pesci made and, and dressed up with some spices. I don't think there was any vinegar. Maybe it was a little olive oil. And just handed those. We ate that. Now we had carpaccio di bacala. Bacala is the dry cod. So you dry, you buy it all dried out, but then you have to soak it. Uh, Pesci said he, he before it was, while it was still dry, he cut it up, cut the b- biggest, sweetest piece out of it, and then soaked it. Only soaked it for one day. We make bacala often around Christmas time, and you soak it for a couple of days. I even felt like my grandmother at the very end would soak it in milk to get some of the salt away from it. But it was carpaccio, which is the very thin, thin slice. And I think he had pink peppercorns on there, as well as uh, the olive oil. I can see Pesci right now at home listening on his Alexa, nodding up and down. Yes, uh, right, good, all right. uh, Pink peppercorns. Because when Judge Pesci gives you each one of these courses, he explains everything. He took two days to make this meal. Then there was crostini of butternut squash. So he takes butternut squash and he roasts it so it's hard, almost like a little crisp, with rogota salada a la Cristino and fried sage on top of it. So we had to take, but we were not supposed to eat the sage, but I think someone ate the sage. Maybe Joe ate the sage. And then there's another crostini of salted, oh, I ate like six of these, crostini of salted anchovies, roasted bell pepper and parsley. I believe there was a little butter involved uh on the little piece of bread that the anchovies were on. It was fantastic. Um, Then there's another crostini of sautéed eggplants in white scallion. So this was like, there were like three things on top of one, on top of another, very, very colorful. And it included botarga. Botarga is like a, it's orange. It's a concentration of like a, a fish, fish roe. And then there's roasted kirabi, Induya, which is a, it's like a sausage that's very spicy from Calabria. Olives, smoked scamorza cheese, and rosemary. I'm going to run out of time. I'm only halfway through, literally. There's roasted zucchini with guanciale, which is the cheek, um, which tastes like bacon, um, with brie and thyme. Then there was a BLT. It was a steamed green beans, grilled leeks, and caramelized tomatoes. Then there was number 10. This is now we got to the after all that, each one served individually, and Pesci's telling you everything. Christina's right there as well. Then Christina served the spring puntanesca pasta. That was spectacular. It had olives in it and had all fresh stuff from their garden. Then they had, oh, this was great. Broiled shrimp stuffed with breadcrumbs, 
crust chicharrones, pecorino cheese, and chimichurri parsley, which was great. Then we had roasted broccoli florets. That was the 12th thing. Then the 13th thing was beef rollatini with bay leaf and the stuffing. And there's a secret ingredient in the, st- in the uh, stuffing, which was nutmeg. Then number 14, I hope he doesn't get mad. I told the whole world he puts nutmeg. Number 14 was Sicilian salad of fennel, oranges, onions, cured olives, and pistacchio di bronte, the pistachio nuts that come from the town where my father comes from. That was number 14. Number 15 was deconstructed caprese tomato salad. It was a tomato that was gutted out, a little tomato that was gutted out with the mozzarella and the basil and the olive oil, and you just eat it all in one bite. Number 17 was amongst my favorites. It was a parfait of eggplant. It was like an eggplant parmesan, like, busted out. It was, uh, eggplant was on the bottom. Then the tomato sauce made by another very famous judge. And on the top, like, whipped cream was whipped regatta um, and basil pesto. Spectacular. And then that was it. That was number 17. That's how we ended. And then the desserts, they had prickly pears, figure the India, apple pie, affogato, um, some espresso, and um, I don't. We had Barolo wine, Timoroso wine, this Abacus. I don't know, twenty four. That was the expensive wine from Carlucci, which was delicious. And then we topped it all off with some grappa. Wow, what a night! It was amazing. I was so happy that Luca and Nicholas experienced it. Joe Guccione obviously appreciated. My dad called Pesci as soon as he woke up. So did I. But maybe my favorite part of the night was the big, tight embrace that Judge Michael Pesci gave me uh, as we were leaving just to get into the car. And I told him how much I loved him, and he told me how much he loved me. And uh, it really doesn't get better than that. And having Christina there added a whole other layer of the joy. All right, folks, we will be live tomorrow night, Friday night. I'm staying at the desk and working late, so you better turn us on tomorrow, 7 o'clock. See you then. 6 o'clock. See you then. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.